Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And joining me out of Mexico. And where are you actually in Mexico? Uh, just a little bit outside of Playa del Carmen towards Tulum. So a beautiful part of the world. And I'm here in Encinitas, as most of my listeners know. I haven't changed locations in as long as I can remember. Um, <laughs> nice. But it's ba Brad Axelrad. And Brad has basically um, a website, which I want to direct everybody to, called faceyourdragon.com. Um, Brad is an author, but more an author of podcasts, not particularly a book. Is that correct? I'm right. I've mm -hmm. been published in two books that weren't mine and two anthology books, but well, not my own book. Right. But he's still an author and he is a coach and he helps people with these five dragons. So I'm going to say a little bit about him. I've known him for quite some time. Um, we reconnected here most recently when he was back up in Newport Beach. Um, he produces a podcast show, and we were just speaking about that. Um, and he's had some of the best-selling um, business owners, thought leaders, authors, coaches on, such as Jana, John Asaraf, Bob Proctor, Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, Gay Hendricks, Ollie Brown, Michael Gerber, and more. He's also a founding member of ATL, Association of Transformative Leaders, and a co-founder of ATL Costa Rica, founded in 2017. Uh, he spends most of his time uh, helping people, I would say coaching them, and you can go to his website and you're going to see a pop-up for free download. There you can also check out his website. I should say his podcast or all the people that he's uh, worked with uh, in doing that. I would highly recommend that you go do that. You can schedule a free call with Brad. There's a big button right there. Boom. Just click that button and schedule a call with him. And today we're going to be talking about um, this. Well, he's got a free paper that you can download, but we're going to be talking about uh, these dragons that are in everybody's life, everybody out there. So Brad, welcome to Inside Personal Growth. Let's just kick it off and you can give us a little sneak peek into the five dragons and how they really kind of shaped your journey. Because you say right in here, you are as afraid of anybody about public speaking in it as anybody could get when you started out, but you've overcome that fear. And there's a lot of people that are afraid of public speaking. Me too. That's why I use a podcast. It's a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> it's a little safer. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Safer. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. You want me to jump in? Yeah, I do. That's what awesome. I do. Yeah. The question was, how is it kind of, how have these dragons kind of shaped your own journey? Look, I, you know, public speaking is the number one fear above dying. Uh, I still have it. You said I actually overcame the, uh, the fear of public speaking and I, I haven't, I still get nervous. I still get excited. Um, and as the founder of Gestalt therapy said, fear is excitement without the breath. So we so oftentimes forget to breathe. 
And when we're having these exciting moments, not fearful moments, we breathe and we, and we use that energy to fuel our purpose, to fuel our message, to project our voice out in the world to serve. And it's not so much about slaying your dragon, more about facing it and using the energy of your shadow into your great work in the world. And that's, that's kind of how I came up with Face Your Dragon. I first heard about it years ago from Joseph Campbell, the creator of the hero's journey. And uh, I heard him say, you got to face your dragon. I said, oh, that's good. And he went on and, and shared all about it and the shadow. And so that's really good. It never left me. Um, but I, as you said, I came up with five main fears uh, and we can dive into them, but the, they're at the simplest level. It's imposter, scarcity, value, unheard, and critics. And these are running all of us at some level they're running me and all the businesses I've started and co-founded or founded. And, and, you know, as business owners or speakers or authors or coaches, we, we, uh, we put ourselves out there and we bump into these, but we can dive into them more, but that's it in a nutshell. Well, you know, you talk about the shadow and, you know, it was a big one on that was Ariel Ford's sister he used to live in La Jolla and yep. she wrote a lot about shadows and she had her own shadow because she finally ended up, um, actually exiting this world um in not the way you'd want somebody to exit which was a overdose um and the interesting thing was is she had written about those shadows for some time so it's interesting you bring it up because you had ariel on the podcast yep. and and um obviously she addresses that as well because her sister had quite an influence um on her so talk with us about you said there's five of them uh, let's talk about it because your podcast has kind of been a source of inspiration. When you look at all the people that are on here, you know, Barnett Bain, who worked with Robin Williams and I've interviewed and he talks about the doing the conundrum of doing and being, um, mm -hmm. that's his big thing. What was the catalyst that led you to start and how does it connect with these five dragon concepts? Yeah, Barnett's just one of the most brilliant humans. I I, I just absolutely adore <laughs> Barnett. He's amazing. I mean, he produced What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams, which was my favorite movie years ago, and uh, Celestine Prophecy, the movie, which is another favorite book by Stephen Red 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 Redford. I just forgot his Redford. Yeah, Redford. And then he did Milton, Redford. the one about the little. And he boy did Milton's and... Secret, which was yeah. yeah Eckhart Tolle's children's book, and yeah. uh, he's just a just a fabulous, fabulous, brilliant soul. Um, so, you know, recognizing that we have these pains and challenges and fears and shadows. And I, I think actually, I don't know that, that Debbie Ford died of an overdose. I, for some reason thought she had cancer. I, maybe, maybe I, missed... I could have been, you know, if I was mistaken there, yeah. but she did have a problem with yeah. alcohol and drugs. Okay. Maybe yeah. it wasn't I... an overdose in the end, but her sister had said to me, that my sister has had an amazing challenge with that. That's a shadow, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the shadow is there lurking to serve us if we're willing to turn the light on. I'll never forget. That's what Barnett said in the, in the Facial Dragon podcast. But, you know, my work started at the Hoffman Institute. I, I became mm. the Orange County, California graduate facilitator for the Hoffman process way back in 2005. And that, and Debbie Ford uh, birthed the shadow 
concept and the shadow effect or whatever it was called from the mm -hmm. Hoffman process. That's where it yeah. came from. So uh, I was the Orange County gra graduate facilitator leading these groups of graduates and guiding them through for several years, coaching them to deepen the Hoffman work in their life. And after a while, I thought, you know, it's kind of kind of I really want to take this conversation outside of the Hoffman work and move into more quantum physics and neuroscience and the law of attraction and anything else that was sort of present then. And, uh, you know, within, you know, it started after my dad died. Like that was the genesis of me finally saying, I'm ready to be in contribution. I need to be in service. That's the only thing that's going to fill up this, for lack of better terms, God-sized hole that they use in addiction circles so that I could be in contribution because self-indulgence wasn't working anymore. My father had passed. I needed something deeper to be in contribution. So I started the Hoffman graduate sort of circles. And then, like I said, I moved fast forward a couple of years, started producing the events. And within eight weeks, we manifested NBC Nightly News and PBS Television and USC News and LA Times, Orange County Register, all these things. So there's this big groundswell happening, watching my purpose surface. And as I was doing it, I was noticing all of the dragons that were kind of present for me, like, who am I to be doing this? The imposter syndrome was just screaming at me. I'm standing on stage on national media and on getting interviewed. I'm like, wow, I'm relatively new to this. I've been leading transformation for like three years. Who am I to be doing this? But who are you so, not to be doing it? That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. So they, they, that's where it sort of started. And then, you know, fast forward, I've produced a couple hundred live events since then. And, and, uh, you know, as you'd mentioned for almost 15 years, a founding member of the association of transformational leaders with people like Miguel Ruiz and Barnett Bain and, and Ariel and lots of other people like that. And I still have these dragons that show up imposter scarcity, value, unheard and critics. They, they still lurk. They're definitely a little less, but that that's kind of the genesis of it and launched the podcast. Cause I want to interview all my friends like, you know, Miguel Ruiz was guest number one, uh, of the four agreements, Gay Hendricks, guest number two, Christine Carlson from don't sweat the small stuff. Number three, Barnett was number four. I had JP Sears. How about Ariel Jack Canfield? Did you have Jack on? Never had Jack. I didn't, didn't, I need to get Jack on, but I, I did one season and paused it. I got pulled into this really beautiful blockchain uh, platform that we are building and that paused the, the podcast. And I, uh, one of these days I'll fire up season two, but I haven't yet. Well, you know, it's a great podcast for people to go to, you know, you've had some really good guests and high quality interviews. And let's talk about that because, you know, look, I said, right in the middle of that, who were you not to be doing that yeah. Hoffman program and the ego? Cause let's get to it because the reality is we all know that the ego uh, is there for two reasons. One, a lot of times it says we're not enough and you could say, yep. okay, well, it's there to protect us, but we could talk about ego for a long time. The key is not <laughs> the fact that the ego was telling you, you weren't enough and you were an imposter uh, and you doubted yourself, it was what you did to uh, make amends with the ego, right? Yeah. To well live said. comfortably with that. So what did you do? Because you kept doing those Hoffman programs and no one said anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't referencing the imposter syndrome when I was leading the Hoffman process. It's when I, when I stepped away from that and started manifesting all the major media outlets and was, you know, a leader of a large community that I'd created. And 
it 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 was amazing to have people like Pat Finn as the host of well as the host and first speaker of our uh community's grand opening event and Pat just I mean Pat's amazing you know he's dear friends with Michael Beckwith at Agape and was the host of the California Lottery Big Spin TV show and Joker's Wild and Shop Till You Drop and he was a landmark forum teacher I'm like wow who am I to be standing next to these titans of transformation as a leader and you know and I had we step in so the shadow surfaces for us but it really is our friend like you were just saying we we don't want to slay our dragon we want to turn the light on in the in the room where the dragon's there scared and we turn the light on and it goes away so we want to illuminate our shadow and make friends with it and that's really what it's about it's about loving our fear and loving our imposter syndrome loving our our scarcity dragon like that's that's what it's about it's about embracing these things and transforming them into fuel because that's really where all of our power lives is in the shadow well look the subconscious mind is really really uh controls a lot and you and i both know that and depending on how it was programmed as bruce lipton said you got to program it so from ages <laughs> one through seven we were programming it and we've been programming and still programming. The question is reprogramming. So in your experience, is there one dragon that most people struggle with? And if so, why? And what do you, why do you think it is that dragon? And out of those five that you've identified, yep. I'm sure we yep. could identify another hundred if we wanted, but what, sure. what, 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 what is it that people struggle with? You know, when I first was building this and downloading this and crafting it and birthing it into the world i thought for sure it's imposter and i still think that one's really high but the more that i'm you know i've, I've had this platform and this message crafted for probably eight years at this point and i thought it was imposter but what i'm really realizing is that it's more scarcity and scarcity shows up everywhere it shows up in money, in friendship, in, in just a the lack of abundance is literally everywhere. And, you know, us, we're, we're, we, we've got the world at our fingertips with computers and living in from the States. I mean, we're very blessed to be Americans in that sense, you know, but scarcity is everywhere. Even in the wealthiest of areas, there's still this low level kind of never enoughness. I'm never enough. I'll never have enough money. I'm going to ruin everything and be poor again. I mean, whatever it is, like it's, it's running everybody, especially in the pandemic that resurfaced that, you know, you can see people's behaviors of acting tough and strong and all these other ways that was all fear-based. Everyone was really afraid and fear manifests and shows up in all these different ways. And, uh, we try to overcompensate our lack of our lack of abundance, but I would say scarcity is really probably the most most prevalent in all aspects. Well, you know, Brad, I would agree with you there, and I'll add to that. You know, recently Thomas More was on here. He wrote a book called The Eloquence of Silence. I think he's written like twenty three books. Wow! And we we started talking about. Um, we started talking about emptiness. Now that's a Buddhist kind of philosophy, okay? But emptiness, like if somebody's bucket is empty, our society doesn't like that. You got to go fill that up again, whether mm. it's 
you know, people you want to talk to or friends or money or relationship yep. or cars or houses or whatever it is. It's not cool to have an empty bucket to sit in silence. You know, I just mm. got back from a, a six day meditation retreat. I was two days in silence. Cool. But the, but the cool thing is, is what you receive as a result of, and that's where I'm going with this question with the shadow. Do you believe one of the biggest fears that people have because they don't want to address it is our own demise? Because in the Buddhist tradition, on one end is Buddha, on the other end is a skeleton. And when you do a walking meditation, a monk will tell you, hey, what do you, there was a monk story there at the retreat, which I've heard many times. Uh, a, a Rinpoche comes, says, what is there anything I can get for you? I want to get a watch. Great. What do you want the watch for? I want to remind myself, I'm going to set it because it has a timer on it. And every hour, the time's going to go off and it's going to tell I'm one hour closer to death. Mm. And you think to yourself, wow. right? Do you want a reminder? Most people in this society, the Western culture, they don't embrace it. Mm. Now, I think it's a big fear. That's one of the biggest fears that we don't want to address um, is the fact that we're impermanent, that the bucket mm. can be empty, right? <laughs> what would you say about that? I mean, share a transformative story of someone who came face to face with their dragons Maybe that's one of the biggest dragons and the guidance that kind of emerged to make them stronger. Yeah. There's so many, so many ways to answer that and so many layers to, to all that you shared. I, you know, I've been, been studying Taoism for a very long time, almost probably 25 years at this point and just appreciate the way of nature and, 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 you know, what you're saying about, about the emptiness there and, yeah, but what's what's crazy is the fear of public speaking is above that fear of death for most. That's what I always find that, that so fascinating. They do say that. Yes. Yeah. So so boy, a story of somebody who's who's faced their dragon. I I uh, trying to think how to really frame that. I mean, what 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 comes to mind just for me is the fear of public speaking and how that became my greatest gift and my greatest contribution and having the courage to lean into that and recognize what I like to say on my podcast is what we're most resisting and most afraid of are the very things that'll set us free. It's our gift to humanity, our, our moneymaker and our purpose on the planet. So if there's something that you're really noticing fear and resistance to, that's where you need to go. Like fear means go. If there's resistance, perfect. Keep leaning in, you know, like that, that's, that's where we're going to open up all the opportunities we've been seeking. So I'm just thinking of myself on my own personal hero's journey of coming through the despair and then ultimately coming back with the elixir. And the despair was, you know, as my, I watched my father take his last breath and 36 hours later being at the Hoffman process for the second time. And that wasn't planned. I just happened to happened to end up there. And it was through that despair that I was able to recognize the beauty in uh, the beauty in my pain, the beauty in my, uh, in my, in my darkest days. That was the, that was the biggest contribution that sprouted from that. So, yeah. Um, but you're you know, saying, I think you know, we, we, we do all of us struggle with that, whether it's fair in public speaking or, you know, you, coming back, your your father dying 36 hours later, being involved in this. 
And what comes up for me is a, is a something we used to say in the spiritual psychology course, you know, and this would appear, this would actually be something that would be quite relevant uh, to your dragons. One, you don't have to believe everything you think. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, two is, um, and I remember Byron Katie. Yeah. She used to say, and she's been on the show a couple of times. Cool. Is she's it, great. Is it true? Is yep. it really true? Right. Are you sure? Are you certain it's true? Yeah. Are you certain it's true? Right. And she'd put people up on stage and she'd get them back. Yep. Oh, I hate my partner. He's a bastard. He's a this, that. Is that really true? Well, yeah. they think about it a little bit more, right? You know, you, you heard it all. My point is that's like the dragon, isn't it? It's like slaying the dragon because in essence, right now we've formulated a thought and we live in the world of making stuff up. Then to be, begin to believe what we made up. And then we have yep. to undo what we made up that we were believing was right. <laughs> well, that's, I'm laughing at our silly, I'm just laughing at our silly human experience and how we, we get so programmed from church and from our childhood and from uh, school and um, uh, community and, and culture. And, you know, we, we, we really are pulling from, up to age seven, like you said, and that's really what Hoffman is goes in and sort of ferrets out and heals a lot of that childhood patterning and, and programming. And then you lead from your spiritual essence. It's such a beautiful process. I pray everybody checks it out at hoffmaninstitute.org. It's just beautiful work. I'm not affiliated. Uh, just please go look. And it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, again, I can't help but laugh. There's such great power in us having the courage to face these programs and patterns because that that's that's it we're just constantly being imprinted everywhere we go the media friends church well it's so true i and i, I, I yep. think bruce, i think bruce lipton said it to me the other day look we the main the matrix is real you're going to take the red pill you yeah. take the blue pill the reality is you said quantum physics about five minutes ago and yeah on so what physical vibrational plane do we exist that we really believe is here, you know, okay, yeah, I can bang on this desk and the atoms in this desk, I can't put my fist through it, right? But the reality is that I could if I was vibrating at a different level, okay? Probably. Yeah, well, probably, probably to scientifically, yeah, we could say Scientifically that. you can, but I don't know. Right, I don't know right. many that have figured out how to do and that nobody, yet, but I totally there, hear you. Nobody that I know, maybe if they're an avatar, <laughs> they could maybe do that. You and I, hey- if uh, power versus force and the reality yeah. is is that the dalai lama is it you know whatever level he's vibrating at great but you know you've worn so many hats you've been in this self-help area for a long time and your five dragons has been around for a long time what approach that you're taking makes this distinct and probably different and maybe more effective than other methodologies that we might see someplace else. In other words, look, you've got a program here. You've got a big website. You've got a podcast that you said you paused, but you're going to bring it back. But this is at its core is what you love to do, right? Help people with this. Yeah. So, so forget what, the crypto coin thing. Cause that's gone. But <laughs> <laughs> what, what's sprouted from this in, in recent weeks. And I think you'll appreciate this, Greg, you know, I've been, 
been on about 15 podcasts in the last three weeks. And, and it, it's been this fun sort of push to get back out and share my message because like Jason Silva says, if you guys have ever seen who he is, he's an amazing orator and, and channel. He just speaks these incredible flows and gets to these flow states and speaks. But he says that if, if we're not sharing our message in a way, it's like, it's like there's this welling up and he's going to burst if he doesn't get it out and actually, you know, serve people with what's coming through him and out of his mouth. And so what I mean by that is, and how it's manifested in the last couple of weeks is I'm, I'm finding that a lot of people want to share a message. And that's how I really started this whole platform. It's you want to be a speaker, author, coach, event producer, podcaster, author, but you're, you're afraid. And one of these things is keeping you from doing it. So you don't, you don't get started or you start it and you stop, get started and you stop. So that was the initial sort of impetus and genesis of this brand. It's like, I've seen so many people, including myself struggle. We start, we stop, we start, we stop. Then we just don't do it. So that was the beginning of it. But what I'm finding now is that most people are really ready to share a message and they want to get on podcasts because to me, it's one of the best ways, you know, producing the podcast is one thing, but getting on other people's audiences, I don't have to do any of the production, the editing, the social media graphics, yeah. the promoting, you're doing all that, Greg. Yeah. And all these other podcasters are doing it for me that I am on and they're creating all this content. So I had this brilliant idea because I figured out a system how to get people on podcasts. So Face Your Dragon is the flagship sort of core offer of courage into clients, which is what I've been teaching for a long time. It's how to build the platform, build the message, overcome your fears, get your message out there, but get me on podcast.com. That's the new push that all of this encapsulates to get people out sharing their message and on tons of podcasts. So that's, that's the new exciting push that we're up to now. Well, it, I, again, we've got, as you said, sitting there in Mexico, uh, so m much in the way of technology in our hands today yep. uh, with the advent of AI, right? And the ability to, to distribute more of this um, in a different way. I think it's sharing a message. I would agree. You've got a great message. I would also say it's about the assimilation of all these messages that we're mm. receiving because social media is so prolific and finding a commonality to do good in the world. It's one thing nice. to listen to all this stuff. It's another thing to take action on all this stuff and to be a good force for the world, right? And so for the listeners who might be feeling a little apprehensive about facing some of their own dragons, right? It's going back to your dragons. What one piece of advice would you give uh, to embolden them to really take a first step because um, sharing your message. Okay. That's an action, right? That's an action. You're sharing it on a podcast, but as you know, I turned this podcast into something for good, compassionate communication, so what you did. It's brilliant. Solving, helping solve a big, big problem that I can make a small dent in, right? Which is homelessness. I don't care what you're, I think Stephen Kotler said this to me a zillion times, been on here six or seven times. One thing wow. he says is, he says, Brad, focus is for free. Okay. Curiosity, we all have. 
turning a curiosity into purpose is the next thing and finding a deeper purpose for why you exist mm. on the planet then from that purpose defining okay your your vision your values your goals everything you need to do but the process that he kind of identified from focus to curiosity to then purpose is really quite valuable and i think that's when you when you have a dragon if you're going to live in uh, cooperation with that dragon, you're literally going to define that purpose and make a difference. Where would you tell somebody today who's apprehensive and saying some of the best thing you could do would be to face the dragon, turn the light on and proceed forward to do something for good? What would you tell? Such a good question. I, I the, the process first and foremost is really to find your fear because most of the time it's hidden. We don't know what it is. We think it's something else. So really doing the deep work and the access into that deep work of finding it can, can be many different things. You know, some will use plant medicine, therapy, uh, vision quests, right? Like anything you can do to put yourself in that situation to open you up enough to finally get in touch with whatever that hidden aspect is in you. So it's finding it first then it's about facing it and having the courage to really tune into it and to 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 commune with it and to get courageous and be brave and recognizing that that's your power and then using it so it's find face and use so it's interesting what you say and you know we we have our voice nowadays and that's the one thing we all have like you're saying with technology we all have this capacity to use our voice for good. And I think of Don Miguel Ruiz uh, in, it uh, might be the mastery of love. It might not even be the four agreements that almost everybody knows. Um, but we wanna use our voice and our, no, it's be impeccable with your word, which is I think in the four agreements, of course. And, and our, yeah, and our voice has power. And we wanna make sure that we are wielding our voice in a way that is moving things forward and serving things forward. So. Um, you know, being so focused on sharing a message, that's really what this was about. It's find your fear, share your message. That's sort of how it started. And it's really about having the courage to be a messenger. And, you know, there are a lot of us out there now, and thankfully we can hear so much good information. But now when you say having a higher purpose, like you've aligned your business with, I want to speak to that, that coin or crypto platform we are building because it was such a brilliant, brilliant idea. We were essentially going to be mobilizing A-list celebrities and influencers and even Joe hanging out on a banjo in Minnesota to, to create content for good. It was, it was a platform, a live streaming platform to have everybody out there raising funds for charities and disaster relief with full transparency around having insights into money that was raised and where it went. So I pray that somebody builds something like that again and actually uses content for good, content for a change, content for change. It was such a cool platform, but something like that I think would be really, really profound. It's not going to be me building it, but that just came up. I would concur that taking all this energy and uh, redirecting it, finding the right place to put it 
uh, for good. And humility is an is another big area, right? And I and I think yeah. you can do this still with tons of humility and purpose, right? You don't have to be like the star on the stage, you know, like the people that might be listening going, oh yeah, look at Greg Voice and yeah, he's done 1100 podcasts and he's got Brad on and all that. Forget all that. I'm just a regular guy, right? The, 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 the point is, and I'm going to use this example, okay? And this is a good story. About a year ago or maybe less, I get contacted by National Geographic and they said, hey, we want to have you put on Dan Bittner, the guy that founded the Blue Zones. And he's written a new cookbook called The Blue Zones America. I didn't know much about Dan, but I just watched a new Netflix documentary that was just on uh, just four or five nights ago about living to age 100. It's not just the cookbook. Here's the point. He went from being an investigative journalist right, where he was traveling around looking at where all these blue zones were and trying to figure out how people are living to 100, to actually now creating a blue zones transformational environmental project where he goes into cities and he gets them to change all the walk pathways, the bicycle pathways, the things that need to be done to change people's BMI and make people healthier. So the bigger mission wasn't just about finding centurions. It was about him creating something where he could actually go and change massive amounts of change. So he went in the city in Minneapolis, near Minneapolis and he was expecting a BMI change of like two point something percent. And he ended up with three point something, five percent, which was like amazing. And my point is when you have a bigger mission, right, than just finding the centurions, it's one thing to find them. It's another thing to use the information you get and then impart it on other people to have them change their lives. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is a great message. So, you know, look, you, you've kept evolving the five dragon concepts and is there anything new or upcoming programs you want the listeners to know about that are literally, you know, in your pathway right now, or that are banging on your head and saying, Hey, this is what Brad's going to do. Cause I think they'd want to know. Yeah. So I, like I'd mentioned, I'm getting interviewed on lots of podcasts and you can find those on the faceyourdragon.com media tab. And um, if that's of interest to listen to others, really fun to be on this sort of media tour, sort of unexpected media tour. But as I'd mentioned, we figured out a really cool way to get people on podcasts. And that, that to me is, is opening up the channels for folks to share their messages and that's just get me on podcasts.com, you know, really clear. And what's fun is I get to weave a lot of this dragon facing your fear, sharing your message stuff into that. It's it's coaching around it, you know, it's media coaching, it's it's AI coaching, it's uh, social media coaching. It's and when I say media coaching, it's it's how to be effective on a podcast, how to be effective on NBC Nightly News, things like that. So that that feels like the next opening for me where I'm taking my whole body of work and my life experience and pouring it into folks so they can get out and share their message far and wide. And that that's just really lighting me up right now. Well, the good thing about that is that, you know, you can become like uh, the media, the CMO, um, you know, 
the chief marketing officer to help people figure out how to get their messages out there, whether it's on a podcast or, or it's through social media or it's through other channels, which I see that in you. I've seen you lit up, you know, you're like lit up right now around that. And uh, when we go off the air here, I'm going to give you a gentleman's name who has the list of every podcast show and has kind of talked with me about kind of the same thing, but I'd rather gift it to you because it isn't in my band. It isn't in my bandwidth. Right. Right. Um, So if you were to sum up the essence of the work, I get that you're real excited about this and there's a lot of people listening to this show that probably want to be on podcasts and I'm going to just tell them to go contact you and schedule a call, Uh, hit the button, you know, talk with you, see where the conversation goes because he's, he has this experience. I want the listener to know, and Brad can do this for you, right? I'm 100% convinced this isn't new to Brad. It's something that's resurfaced for Brad. Okay. Anybody that could take the Hoffman thing, explode it and get all that media attention that you did. Uh, you're the best PR guy around, right? So how would you, that was, uh, that was all self-generated too. We did, I didn't have a publicist. I, yeah, I got myself on LA times, orange County register, uh, CBC radio in Canada. Yeah. It's, it's, anyway. a, it, it's, <laughs> and there's an art to all of this and there's a science sure. to it and there's yep. a way to kind of do it. And, and no matter what anybody says, Uh, The old cliche is it's kind of not always what you know, but who you know, especially in the PR business, uh, to get through doors, to get people on TV shows, to get them wherever you need to do. Brad's your guy. Um, So in essence, kind of sum up the work, what you'd like people to take away from how to face your dragons, um, you know, and in one kind of sentence or a couple of sentences, um, what would that be? What is the philosophy that, you know, we've talked about the shadow, we've talked about a lot of things during this podcast, but what might that be? It's really simple. Fear is your friend. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Learn to love your fear, learn to embrace it and not resist. Just, just trust that, that beautiful, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. Breathe. You know, the cave we fear to enter holds the treasure we seek. Joseph Campbell, like that's one of the most profound quotes I've ever heard. Like what you're, what you're most resisting, open up to it. What you're most afraid of, open up to it. That is where the gold is. The treasure's there. So that's it. Yep. Well, and I would tell my listeners uh, from um, many people I've had on the show, but one in particular, um, Brian Allman, Dr. Brian Allman. Mm, um, I know Brian hypnotist, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You yep. do know him. So you got yep. it. He's, he, he's an interesting guy. He's awesome. went, went to India and in search of enlightenment five or six times. And then went all to round all these people. And he, the, one of the masters of wisdom said, so Brian, what is your definition of enlightenment. He said, I don't know. He says, that's why I'm here. I want to be enlightened. And I love the science. He said, well, really enlightenment is pretty simple. And Brian's listening, you know, (laughs) and this, this guy says, it is 100% acceptance of self. Mm. 
right? And I, and I say that because the five dragons with the fear revolves around self-acceptance. You know, who are you to actually carry this fear and be afraid, as you said, of entering into the cave with the dragon, right? Because that's where you're going to slay it. Um, and as you know, and I said this when we did the pre-interview, I had the blessing of being part of a book called The Precipice of Life, um, The Lessons Learned by Living on um, a Mountaineer's Edge, right? I interviewed all these mountaineers. And in the end, the theory there around the fear of climbing Everest, climbing all the highest seven summits, whether it was a male or a female or whatever it was, was they said you live your life most when you're facing that fear. Yep. Not when you're going away from that fear. I know that's hard for some people to really comprehend. It's like, you mean I've got to go climb Everest at 26,000 feet to literally face that fear? Is that what there. it is? 26,000? Wow. Yeah. Or 24, whatever it is. Jeez. But, you know, I had the honor of interviewing all these people who had done all these highest peaks on the eight continents, right? And I mean, I'm talking like 25 of them. But Very cool. most of them, Brad all said the same thing. If you're not facing that fear, we're talking about fear now, right? You're not living. Yeah. Right now, I know everybody out there that's contrary. It's like, oh my God, I need to be safe. I want to be in my little house. I want to do anything I can do, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but the reality is that was a big one. Your comment on that, just as a kind of an ending note here for this podcast, what would you say? Uh you know, I, I come from a semi-professional motocross racing background, and I, I think of the flow states and how we are most alive in a flow state. And when we're <laughs> pushing the edge, you know, especially the masculine likes to, is most alive pushing the envelope. So I would say that with the absence of adrenaline addiction, which was something I had chased for a long time, you are 100% accurate that that pushing and and just being fully alive that's when of course we're obviously most alive and i i would challenge everybody watching this to to go do what you're most afraid of if it's speaking lean in exposure therapy is huge if you're afraid of heights which i still haven't fully faced that one yet in an airplane or bungee <laughs> <laughs> i i will be a little hypocritical and say go do that you know um <laughs> yeah, well, so. I, I think I'd say you're absolutely right. And I think the advice you're giving is good. And, you know, yeah. Brad, as a soul on this planet from one soul to another, you're a blessing. Uh, thank thank you, you, man. Thank Namaste God. for being on Inside Personal Growth, spending some time with our listeners, talking about facing your five dragons. Go to the website. It's faceyourdragon.com. As you all heard, he has a passion for. I'm going to just call it PR work. So if you want to get in front of a lot of podcasters, click that button for the for schedule, your free call. Um, Brad, thanks so much for being on. Thank you, brother. It's an honor. I've been, been wanting to be on this show for 15 years. So it's really great. to. <laughs> well, we got it done. I only been doing it 17. So we're, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We finally got there. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.